I don't know what is happening to me. All I know is that it is happening. Tonight on The CW. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? It's the incredible new series from Ava DuVernay. You have power I have never felt before. This is real, whether you believe it or not. I just want to be normal. You're not normal. You, Naomi McDuffie, are exceptional. Naomi, the can't-miss series premiere tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50, Washington CW. Podcast. My name's Rob Howard, and this week I'm joined by Ian Bruce and Marcus Hurley. We're also joined by uh, Will. Hello, I'm Will. Nice to meet you. Basically, uh, last time we were all together, well, Ian wasn't around last time, but he's joining us uh, on this occasion uh, for Hello. us to continue our conversation about RPGs. And uh, we kind of left it uh, at the point where we were kind of just trying to figure out what actually is an RPG, as in. Um, so many games these days are kind of RPGs in a way. Um, so yeah, I mean, <clears throat> let's get the ball rolling. I mean, let's just say, I don't know, where do we start with this? <laughs> so, ask this question rocket, rocket propelled grenade. Well, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Not that right, thanks everyone. RPG. Cheers. Oh. <laughs> I'd ask this question to yourselves: What was the original RPG before computer games? I would, I would put it back to Dungeons and Dragons. Yep. Well, yep. Yep. Certainly. Was that before or after those turn-based books? Oh, that, I, I would suggest the Steve Jackson books, maybe. Hmm. Was uh, that before around before that, Dungeons was... and Dragons? Ooh. Oh, it was after. Uh, it. it was definitely after it. Yeah, fighting fantasy. <laughs> yeah. That's. Uh, yep. Uh, it was Tunnels and Trolls was the precursor to D&D. That's the proper old school one, uh, which came out in 1975. And then Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, oh, no, what am I talking about? Well, good thing I you're clearly not reading back... from the internet. No, it was Chainmail. I know Tunnels Jesus, and Trolls was spoilers. one of the original Christ. ones. But uh, yeah, that was 71. And, then that, and that was more of like a war game. And then it was in 74 that uh, Dungeons, the first version of Dungeons and Dragons came out. So, yeah. Um, so, I guess, yeah. C- could RPGs, I, go on. Sorry, can I suggest that perhaps Monopoly is an RPG? Ooh, it is. That's, that's a bit reaching. What, and and that, lo- was a, that came out in 1903. So, I think that might win. This is when we have to go back to what is the definition of an RPG. So, I would argue, yep. based on the sort of Dungeons and Dragons, you've got, the, you've got a main overarching storyline. You have yep. characters who should be free to make their own decisions and approach things their own way, and who also can grow as you play. I would suggest that Absolutely. Mr. Top Hat or the Little Metal Dog may or yep. may not qualify. <laughs> yeah, that was in, that was kind of straight where I went when you mentioned Monopoly. Was like yes to uh, get into the character but, of a Top Hat. No, but <laughs> yeah, but there is growth, <laughs> and financial I, growth. I, 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 I think that's where we would differ because. Isn't an RPG something that lets you play something that you're normally not? That's true, but then doesn't that make Uncharted an RPG? Or any game. Super Bomberman. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, yeah. True. (laughs) Yeah. This is where it gets challenging. I I, I would actually argue an awful lot of games describe themselves as RPGs when maybe they are or they aren't. But even if you look at some of the JRPGs, which, you know, from the Final Fantasy side, you've got multiple characters, but they're fixed characters. It's not like Dungeons & Dragons where you were just able to say, "Uh, I'm going to be a seven-foot-tall Amazonian Valkyrie fighter and this is me and i'll invent everything about it that was that was one side of the yeah. rpgs but if you go to the final fantasy side no you have a character you have a face you have a name you have a small party uh but you are assigned those roles but it still qualifies as an rpg yeah, yeah true i mean um, perhaps we should google it 
<laughs> what is it? No. What the definition? Not. The definition <laughs> yeah. of a role-playing game. Well, going yeah. by Technopedia, a role-playing game RPG is a genre of video game where the gamer controls a fictional character or characters that undertakes a quest in an imaginary world. Defining RPGs ah. is very challenging due to the range of hybrid genres that have RPG elements. So, uh, but so... traditional role-playing video games shared three basic elements, and maybe this is our. This is our point of judgment, and I'm not even certain I agree with these. So, levels or character statistics that could be improved over the course of the game, which takes out yeah. Monopoly, and arguably takes out, for example, Uncharted. Mm, yeah. I, you could say the money is in the Monopoly, I'm just being devil's advocate. <laughs> A menu-based <laughs> combat system. I have frequently thrown things at someone in Monopoly. Well, it certainly rules out um, Skyrim, for example, though. Um, and a central quest that runs through the game as a storyline. But the trouble is... Uh, so, oh, go on. <laughs> I have been re replaying Skyrim recently because it is a beautiful game if you just get lost in it. You can just play I a think. role. You just wander, choose who, decide who you are. You don't even need Absolutely, that quest. But, but the menu-based combat system, especially I've got to the dragon bit in the weird tentacly area... Wow, that's my descriptive powers tested. Um, and <laughs> Did I do that? I definitely spend a lot of time in combat in the menu, usually drinking potions or swapping weapons and stuff. So you could argue it's menu-based combat. You could. In fact, if you look it's at a Fallout, Fallout from the same software house uh, with the VAT system certainly qualifies on that side. Yep. Yeah, it's, yeah, Skyrim's definitely got a lot of menus, like a lot of lists of stuff. <laughs> I'm fairly sure um, that's not what it means, but... But in combat in Skyrim, I would just basically just summon something and then kind of bod around and <laughs> and wait wait for opportune moments to actually do something myself. <laughs> but that's that's how I played it. Here's a, con um, here's a controversial statement. Let's see if you guys agree or disagree. If you don't have an inventory system, if you can't decide what it is you're carrying and equipping, it ain't an RPG. I if think you can't choose true. your weapons, choose your armour, choose your setup. Can you think of any exceptions? Mm. I'm, I'm trying to think now. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, even Grand Theft Auto's got like... Well, it doesn't have an inventory as Gauntlet. such, but it's got weapon slots. Ooh, but I would, I would put Gauntlet down purely as an action game. I yeah. wouldn't call it an RPG. Yeah. But you do quest, but, and it does it does mask using RPG elements, as in mask behind fantasy and everything else. But that's an example of I, what you were saying. There's no inventory, mm. there's no equipment, there's no. But yet, on the this, cover of it, it looks like it should be an RPG. Are we talking old school ZX Spectrum Gauntlet or new PlayStation? Um, either, Gauntlet. to be honest, all all versions of it. I suppose the latest one, maybe there is a little bit of an inventory. And some I think it did have, but that's because I of the influence. I think it had some upgrade stuff, but that's well, because yeah, I mean, of the influence of RPG elements. Yeah, in the in the new one, absolutely, because you did level mm. up as you got more experienced. You could choose new skills and that sort of thing, which is a bit closer. Yeah, um, but I would certainly say on the ZX Spectrum one, no, you were just yeah. a little person no. that shot stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but the answer to that question may come back to your uh, what you said earlier, Will, where things say they have. They're an RPG when they just have a tiny little bit of it. Mm. In the same way that most games these days will say they're open world. Mm. No. Like Far Cry 3, open world, is it? Well, kind of. Uh, but there's uh, stuff like... Well, com mine's completely gone blank. <laughs> but there was a game I played recently that it was, oh, and it's open world and stuff. <clears throat> it might have been uh, Horizon Zero Dawn even. Ooh, it's kind good. of open world. I mean, that's a good but, example. Is that an RPG, though? Uh, I, I think it's the current definition of an RPG. Oh, are we diluting it? Because there's some bits it? you can do. Mm. Uh, well, I don't think we are, but I think the industry is diluting Sorry, it at the as, moment. A as the human race. <laughs> yes. We, as the consumers who buy this crap, yeah. we are letting it become... Um, it's like movies. They haven't even been, even been released, or on the day of release, they will be called... The new classic from whoever is out. It's not a classic after one day. <laughs> Stop using that term, please. Yeah, that yeah. Might just be me. <laughs> See, the thing is, I think that um, I think there's become kind of a sub-genre of RPG that's um, also kind of grown out of the MMOs, which is like the survival genre. And I think that's kind of what uh, Horizon Zero Dawn <laughs> is more like. He's going like, for a in piss. The same way, in the same way that Far Cry 
is um is is you could say that's got rpg elements but it actually goes down the survival route where you know you're kind of uh you 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 kind of have an inventory but it's 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 more like slots like in an fps but mm. you are actually improving like you, there's a lot of crafting in it yeah and i think that's kind of the survival way of doing it is to everything is that you that you're crafting and so i'd say if if horizon is an rpg it's an rpg because you're playing the role of um sprocket or whatever her name is Alloy. um Sprocket. Aloy, that's it, yeah. <laughs> I knew it was something like that. Um, Sprocket and Cubs. Yeah, and, and and that's kind of where it ends, really, because it's all it's just it's just a, a crafting game in an open world. It's like open world crafting game with big dinosaurs. But, but that's the thing, of course, crafting ever, ever something as part of an RPG in the traditional sense, or is it something that people have thought this is a way to expand, whereas before you would find weapons in chests and isn't and it just a way to kill time to find now it's you find the elements that you put together to create these items um it's just Ooh. some it's just another way of expanding like you said the gameplay but, it, but isn't it, it just a way of filling game time yeah that's what so i mean so you it's like a yeah, game so might can, be a five hour game but with crafting yeah, but you can say it's 40 yeah yeah exactly. <laughs> absolutely or the classic ubisoft wow. collectathon approach mm. yep Ugh. completionist yeah, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I have to say, go. On. I have to admit to having platinumed Far Cry's three and four, and the grinding <laughs> necessary is unbelievable. But if you take Far yeah. Cry as yeah. an example, you have an inventory, you have leveling up, and you get to decide how your character will progress. And yet, I cannot bring myself to call it an RPG. You have health potions. You can decide how you play. You can mm, decide whether yeah. you're going to be stealthy. It's got an overarching main quest, it's got side quests, and yet, to me, it's an FPS. It has RPG elements, but I could never categorise. If someone said, what's your favourite RPGs? Even if I loved Far Cry, and I like it, I could never say, oh, yeah, Far Cry, great RPG. Hmm. Yeah. It's What about... I'd say it's an action about... game. It's a, it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a sandbox action game. Because they put you in an area, they say it's open world, but it's within certain walls, you know. It's not like SimCity or Sim Earth or whatever, where you can hop on a plane and bugger off somewhere else and stuff. But they've just made the sandbox bigger. Maybe dialogue's yeah. a thing as well. Maybe saying... I, uh, yeah. Interacting with a character and deciding how you'll behave with them. In Far Cry, you go to a yes. person, you hit talk. They say a thing, you might say something back. You don't get a say in what it is. But then games that were traditionally RPGs, like, I don't know, God knows, a lot of the old, say, JRPGs or anything else like that, mm. all the characters have set dialogues. Some of them, you had yeah. to speak to them four times, and then they say the thing, which is like a trope and a joke used in many yeah. other things. Yeah. But, you know, speak to the man in the market 15 times, and he should tell you where the shiny coin is. You know, that sort of thing. Um <laughs> So by trying to dissect it, yeah. But by trying to dissect it too far, yeah. But if you go back to the dungeon, you go back to the Western RPGs, Baldur's Gate, yeah. Icewind Dale, going down that direction, uh, even reaching back. I'm trying to think of some of the older ones, but um, all around those ones, your gen your classic isometric team-based RPGs, those ones all had masses of dialogue, more than you get in most modern games, <laughs> because they don't need to voice yeah, act I've, at all. Yeah, yeah, I'm playing Torment at the moment, and my god is it uh wordy i mean i've i've never read so much off a screen in my life but to be honest uh it, it starts off that way but it kind of picks up and um i'm loving it because they can do so much more with the written word than they can with you know very costly cgi cutscenes and stuff i agree um and at the time you know uh, after mass effect got such a poor um reception i was like i was i was so in the mood for an rpg and and this has really ticked a lot of the boxes, to be honest. Despite mm. having prey sitting there looking at me, I've I've kind of decided I'm I'm really going to try and press on with torment and try and finish it. Um, and I'm I'm getting there, I think. But yeah, I've done thirty hours in it so far, and I think I'm at the final act. Wow. Um, but how so much of that longest. was spent crafting? <laughs> none, none yeah, at all. Okay. Okay. In cool. fact, you get so many items in that which are referred to as oddities that <laughs> some of which have like do something uh and some of which just um just 
are there to be sold, you know, but they're, the, the descriptions of everything is, is so dense. Um, and it's such a weird world as well. I mean, that's something as well, isn't it? It's the, uh, hmm. it's the, the setup that the, the kind of the actual nature of the, uh, sandbox itself. And, um, yeah, that's, that, that's a thing for RPGs. Cause so many, so many, I think people kind of think of like this, the generic fantasy trappings as, as kind of that's what an RPG is. It's but, that um, space. <coughs> yeah, yeah, you can go the other way. It's dragons or I mean, spaceships. Board... Yeah, that's. <laughs> EA have got both bases covered. Mm. Well, what about Vampire the Masquerade? That's oh, definitely an RPG. Yeah. That that was that was brilliant. I mean, I played both of them games. The first one was more like a, it was a party based thing, but it was it was actually well ahead of its time because it had all like the DM component that um, that was in Neverwinter Nights if you could be asked to deal with it. Um, I don't think it was quite as user friendly, but it was it was also uh, it was a full 3D engine, and it was uh, like a party based game which took place across a huge. Uh, expanse of time it starts off in like the dark ages and then goes all the way through to modern day admittedly it lost its way a little bit towards the end but then so did the other vampire game i th- I, I just really appreciate the uh, ambition of both of those games yeah. and uh and, and and bloodlines especially which was actually the first game to ever make use of the uh source engine um and yeah, I mean, it was great. I'd say probably the first half of the game is great, and then it kind of turns into a bit of a murder fest as you get towards the end. Um, <laughs> That's called the final act, mate. <laughs> but it's telling, because you could go into third person in that game, um, and basically I played the first half of the game purely in first person, absolutely lapping up all the scenery and, and characters and dialogue. And the dialogue, by the way, changed dramatically depending on what cast of vampire you were playing and um and that's how the game started but at the end i was just running around with a fucking axe just <laughs> hacking the shit out of things in third person it's i'm such not sure that's game. the game's fault mate you, that's you in nearly every game isn't <laughs> yeah. it well i mean that's your default that's kind in of the, the final act that was i, didn't, yeah, I remember I you I... talking about fallout 4 and that was how you ended up wasn't it you were just running around with grognak's axe <laughs> Uh, no, I had a. I just went full power armor and ended up going against the Brotherhood in the end. Um, and so basically took the uh, ability where you can shit out the fusion cores. So I was just running through the Brotherhood base, just shitting out fusion cores, which are like nuclear bombs, because um, it's the only way you can get through that damn power armor. They fucking won't go down. And I had no ammo left because they just they're just yeah, it's not bags. the only way. Yeah, it's not the only way. It's all about the role you're playing. He's turning into a nasty radioactive armored Easter bunny, leaving little treats for them. <laughs> oh, it was just that ability, that perk, like tickled me so much. I was like, "Yeah, fuck it, I'm going to put all my points into that and see how this pans out." It's funny. And, I, you know, I played I, pure stealth, and I used to just go round behind them and shoot them in their own fusion core. That was deeply, oh, I didn't know you oh, could do yeah, that. Oh yeah, no, you can use bats and you can target their fusion core. Bang, bang, boom. That was a delight. <laughs> well that's the thing about these rpgs you know like levels of depth and it's sometimes freedom of choice quite difficult to it's it's amazing that though all those abilities are there those tactical advantages but mm. sometimes i think i think i think when there's that kind of level of of options you t- tend to find i don't know how you guys play but i always tend to find uh my 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 way of playing it kind of fairly early on and then it's just all about just Improving myself to make that work the best. Can I? I know we've kind of ribbed Rob gently for his axe use, use, but do you think RPG, the current set of RPGs, encourage you to do things that aren't that you wouldn't normally do? When was the last time you played a game and did something that you you weren't the guy with the axe? I mean, everybody, not just Rob. Do you think Mm -hmm. games allow that? Do you? Is there opportunity enough for you to try something new and, and feel like, oh, maybe I'll be the wizard instead of the axe-wielding dwarf? I think there's always, there's always in a well-put-together game, I mean, you look at the Bethesda games, I will play every single approach, every single class of character possible, try all the different combinations, um, and I thoroughly enjoy that. Um, special mention out oh, of Dishonored as well, though, which just allows you to play an assassin. Who doesn't? Oh, beat you to it. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, that's the one. Non-lethal. And they leave you options on how to do it and how to approach it. That, to me, it, it's... I would actually put Dishonored down as a... Well, it's an action RPG. It definitely, definitely gets towards the RPG. Because you really have choice. Yeah. What about Thief, then? The deadly, the one, the good one? Deadly Shadows, the last one? Not the last... No, not the update, the one before. <laughs> <coughs> well, you could fire yeah. water arrows at fire at candles and stuff. Hmm. Because that you had a lot of choices there. You arguably well, did. You had two choices, maybe. <laughs> but the thing is, a thief yeah. is not lethal. I just liked the idea of, here you are, you're the master assassin. Don't kill anyone. It can be fun. Yeah. But, yeah, um, yeah it's difficult. It's, it's, uh, if you look at The Witcher, yeah. for example, to be honest, you need to kill a fuckload of monsters. You're not going to get yeah. through without killing everything. I do, li- I do well, like a game that, that gives you options. Of, yeah, in that you're kind of like just trying to... You, you do a bit of reading and find out the best way to kill stuff. But yeah, sorry, back, back to Dishonored quickly. Um, yeah, that's definitely the one that I just arrived at like seconds before you mentioned it. <laughs> uh, because there was an ability in Dishonored 2 which allowed... Um, it's like a... It's not a mimic, but it, it basically... No, it's not doppelganger. It's basically you can uh, put a little dot on a, on a character, and whatever you do to a, one character, it domino. has the same effect on them. Domino. That's it's the kind one. of like a domino so, yeah, effect. I ju- yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that. Yeah, why didn't I remember that? Um, but yeah, there was a there was a moment where basically I'd got um, uh, that. There was a moment where I dropped domino on two guys, and I had one of them like in a kind of headlock, like you can use them as a human shield. And so the guy who I was trying to assassinate shot the guy I had in a human shield, and then killed and basically shot himself. The trouble is, it's and that was me going, and that was basically me going, "Oh my god, yes!" That just, I mean, it was kind of like, "Can I do that?" I mean, the game obviously lets you do that, but it was, it, it didn't telegraph it exactly, and it made me feel smart. So it was like, (laughs) you know, it, it, it was a good use of resources in that game because it is, you do. I do find that game, uh, as much as it is about experimentation, it is also quite a lot about um, resource management and making the best use of your gear. Um, and I think the second one was quite generous, although I was I did play that as an absolute psychopath, most of it. Oh, mm. yeah, the other bit in Dishonored that I didn't realise was that there was... Sorry, I'll shut up in a minute. But there was, um, <laughs> there's uh, an ability where you can um, use your... that You can use your uh, blink to sort of tether them and and then uh, when you power it up enough, you can grab hold of an enemy and have them like fly towards you. And I didn't. Yeah. And I tried it when I was up on a high ledge, and I did it. And they come flying up towards you, and then you can catch them, and then bring them up to that higher ledge, like make them unconscious, yeah. and then nickel their stuff. And sometimes you can leave them hanging upside down as well. Oh, that was a joy that game. That really was. <laughs> it's not really an RPG, um, I re- though, is it? No, but it's an, it, 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 it follows what Ian was saying about when was there a moment where a game's mechanics uh, have allowed you to do something that was kind yeah. of outside the box. I, I did specifically mean an RPG. Will oh. said that you, uh, you play some of the Bethesda games and you'll play all of the characters. Yes, very much so. For, uh, Skyrim and Oblivion, mm. I, will, I have played a elf archer mainly yeah for about probably 400 hours across the two of them oh and i've loved every minute but i have no desire to go back and play the other characters Uh, you see i Mm. I, for example had great fun trying to play non-lethal for a while so you can go as a mage specializing illusion illusion and sneak and you can basically you can do entire dungeons go in muffle your footsteps as you go through sneak past every character if someone does see you cast a calm spell on them or a frenzy spell to just make them attack their mates. And you do your very best yeah. not to hit anyone. You can kill them, but only indirectly. And it actually makes for quite an interesting challenge. And again, you don't bother with the main quest, because there you've, you've got to kill dragons and shit. Frankly, I find it more fun to start in Skyrim and not actually activate the dragons at all, and just go through exploring the world and stealing shit. Become a master pickpocket, <laughs> master thief, and never hit a single person. Give it a go one day. You might find it interesting. <laughs> but that yeah. is proper yeah. role-playing, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah well, um, uh, Torment is a game with very little combat. Uh, I did find myself in a section where I was like, 
I heard there wasn't a lot of combat in this game. There must be a way around this. And sure enough, there was. But not until actually I murdered quite a few things because that seemed to be what I needed to do. Um, and the actual narrative way of getting around it, I wasn't sure I agreed with. Murder actually seemed preferable. But, um, <laughs> I'm like that on my generally in that... <laughs> But generally that game really does shy away from combat. And I don't mind the combat in the game. It's actually properly turn-based, which I prefer in, that p- in games of that perspective. I'm not really a fan of the pause and play stuff, which is essentially rounds anyway, but it seems a bit arbitrary and it's difficult to keep track of like how many blows they're getting versus you and I find it a little unfair. I, I must admit, I, uh, I like a bit of, I, I like things like, even on the Dragon Age side of things, when you're trying to control a larger party, mm. if you're just playing as yourself, that's fine, but if you've got a larger party, now and again, just be able to pause it and just say, right, you go over there, you go over there, you take cover over there, you brew this spell or get this weapon ready or whatever. I, I do enjoy relatively turn-based combat. I think it's, um, it brings a, a tacticality to it, which again, I enjoy in an RPG. Yeah. See, that, that was, that's what threw me with the old uh, Guild Wars stuff, which was the online kind of games. Completely, slightly different type of game, but it was just being in the middle and everyone basically, you know, you're in a group and for some reason they all decide to do a Leroy Jenkins and just <laughs> run headlong into this. And you're there going, but I'm the heavy hitter. I should be at the front. Um, that's the character I always tend to pick, like the oversized tank. sword wielding tank bastard. But. I also chose a ranger, which was an archer, so shooting from far as a range character, and that was a lot different. Um, you wouldn't think a game like that would change so much, but because yeah. you're not being supported by your whole team and basically just getting up in everything's faces, <laughs> it's yeah. quite nice. And you, you can tame like animals and send them in as well and stuff like that. That was always a lot of fun, so it was just a completely different way of doing it. You're still murdering things, unfortunately, but... It was, yeah. it was quite nice to change that up. Sorry, Ian, yeah, you were going to... No. Um, it's gone. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I've no, always was... gal- enjoyed just trying the different roles in an RPG. I think it's an important yeah. thing. But even if you've got to take something like the Final Fantasy games, you can quite often assign different roles to the different characters. You take some of the early Final Fantasy games. I think it was yeah. three I had on the Vita and you could say, right, you're going to be a red mage, you're going to be my heavy fighter, you're going to be my mm. ninja, you can assigning the different roles. I think that's that's a key part, really, um, being able yeah. to pick how they behave. I think that's where even Horizon, um, Far Cry, and to an extent even The Witcher um, fall down a bit, because really, there's only one way they fight. There's subtle underlying flavours of it, but there's only yeah. really one way they do it. And the Witcher, I think, yeah. is quite an interesting one there. Yes, you can decide which spells he uses and whether, frankly, he wears heavy armour or light armour. But that's about it. But I would still absolutely call it an RPG. Hmm. Yeah, well, Witcher really leans into the kind of narrative element of it um, and not at all the kind of party-based mechanics that none of the games... that All of the games you mentioned, hmm. none of them have that either. Hmm. Um I was going to ask actually in terms of like when when um when you play an RPG that has those sort of uh companion options do you tend to uh stick to the find experiment until you find the right mixture or and stick to it or do you kind of go with what makes sense narratively or do you chop and change for the sake of it well personally I I I am a great starter of RPGs I sometimes complete them but i play them dozens and dozens of times and i start several times you take fallout 4 for an example i'll play through till about level 20 level 30 and i might stick with one or two companions one time and then the next playthrough i'll go for a completely different class and pick another companion i just like in yeah. i like to explore the possibilities hmm. more than i like to complete the games usually yeah yeah you should, you should um, see how the world works and yeah. how the story might change yeah it's quite interesting in in um I, I just mentioned it because it reminded me in Torment um there's a there's a character in it uh who's let's just say a little bit weak and um so is that as in because, in combat or in personality uh not in personality necessarily but uh in terms of like 
like when you when you meet a new companion, you look like look at his character sheet and go, oh cool, yeah, he'll be my my tank then. <laughs> but with this one, it was kind of like, well, they're a bit useless. But if you try and get rid of uh, them, uh, the game kind of emotionally makes you feel like shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. So I basically gimped my character um, for the sake of the story. And uh, you know the devs did it deliberately th- to guilt you out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh fuck who's yeah! A, absolutely. So who's weak, Rob? Who's weak? <laughs> <laughs> but the thing, but the thing is, like, it's actually been quite rewarding um, seeing them grow because obviously they're making lots more XP comparative because the challenge is far yeah. greater for them and so they've become but there's actually they there, there is a use for them uh, as the great tom hardy might say uh in that um there's always things to do in combat that aren't actually combat like there might be environment bits that they can do or they could do a bit of healing you know you give them a couple of good items and it soon boosts them up oh you always but need it, to take just, a thief with it, you always need to take a thief with you if you don't, if you can't yeah, pick well, those she... locks yourself, you will always need someone that can pick a lock. Mm. Yeah, well, that's kind of the way that they've gone. It's like having a hobbit with you, I guess. <laughs> like if you were like likening it to the Fellowship, you know, like they were not really in the same league as Gandalf and Strider, really, but they kind of made their way through it. And I, I think it's cool to kind of put a curveball on it like that. And it's actually made the game a little more challenging in places. And uh, and made made me think of different ways of approaching problems. But yeah. essentially, I'm, I'm down. I'm down a man. Like normally, most people be playing that with four characters, and I'm only playing with three, really, <laughs> three and a half. Yeah, but don't discount hobbits. So, Without hobbits, you'd be going to see a film called The Dwarves. <laughs> no one would go watch well, yeah. that. <laughs> but yeah, no, I know what you mean. I mean, it's there are some games that do that. They will introduce a character later on in the story, and it'll be purely a, a story related character so it's like you'll either save yeah. a village or something and they'll join your team and you'll think oh cool or later and then oh well you're like a level three character why did i not meet you within the first 15 minutes of the game you know and then you kind of <laughs> spend half the time keeping them alive in battles um and then hoping they survive long enough to get the massive chunk of xp and then <laughs> often though they'll yeah. be the one that will learn the big devastating move at the end um which will often be the one that you'd used against the main bad guy. Um, so sometimes it's worth, it's almost like a dev trick, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm grateful <coughs> that Witcher, uh, that Geralt mostly dates witches. So uh, they're always witches. quite pokey. Hot witches. Hot witches. <laughs> and date is oh, a yeah, loose term. He, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I just, at, the, <laughs> at the time of recording, they've just recently uh, announced that Netflix are going to make a show about the Witcher. Mm. How do people feel about that? I <laughs> hope the witches are as hot. Okay. I'd probably I'd... get to the end of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd like the Witcher. <laughs> yeah. yeah, apparently the, the people who made the game have have got nothing to do with it, but the people who have made some of the CG trailers are involved. Yeah, so basically, okay. basically Andrei Sapowski is actually getting money out of this deal because he sold the rights to the game to CD Projekt Red because he wanted nothing to yeah. do with computer games because they were stupid. There was a really good article, I think mm. it was on Eurogamer, about this. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he sold, he sold the rights to them. But at the same time, he was saying, well, at the end of the day, those games have sold me a lot of books. They're now translated into multiple languages, <coughs> so I've made money out of these games, even though I'd have made an awful lot if I'd said I want 5% of everything. Yeah. But hmm. the Witcher games have now been so big that Andrew Sapowski will be getting a commission out of the TV series. Um, yeah. Oh, for sure. And <coughs> the TV series will probably sell the games to those who haven't played them. Yeah. So uh, everyone wins. So... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pretty sweet. Um, moving things on a little. So I've got a few yep. games from 2016, some of the big games, and I just want you guys' opinion on whether or not these are RPGs. There is no right answer, except for my opinion, <coughs> okay. obviously. Um, Absolutely. So let's start with Pokemon Go. Marcus, no. uh, I believe you played? No. Uh, yeah, I did play. Uh, I might still be occasionally playing that to stop me from going homicidal. Uh, <laughs> um <Turn-based> combat? <laughs> I, it's not really combat. It's 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 not really. It's a collector game. It's not a RPG. Yeah. It's yeah. a um, it's an augmented reality. Well, if you turn it off, it's not ah. even that. It's not even. Ah. A, it's not even an app. It's a mobile game. 
It's not an RPG. <laughs> okay. It's like a collect collect the because creatures. you can't you I know can't the po- you can't alter stats. You can make minor changes to your avatar. Not even really a character because you can't create it. Um, you choose an avatar from options. It's all the basics, isn't it? Anything more on your mobile device would explode. Um, yeah. It barely runs on most people's mobile devices anyway. Um, it's a sham of a mockery of a mockery of a sham wrapped up in a sham. So, it's based an on an RPG. <laughs> it's based on an RPG, but it yeah. is not an RPG. It, it okay. made me buy Pokemon Moon, though. So, uh, it's probably like a glorified advert. Right, okay. <laughs> How about okay. The Last Guardian? Ooh. Uh, Rob, you take that one. <laughs> no, no, because um, you, your character does not improve throughout the game. Uh, Lord of the AI. No, no, the AI certainly doesn't improve. Um, it gets slightly more frustrating. But yeah, um, no, this is good though because we're saying not an R- That's two that are definitely not yeah. an RPG. I like so how... we're doing quite well considering yeah. that, our, that, our, that our original hypothesis was that all games are now RPGs. Hmm. That's two that definitely aren't. Okay. I like how Will's done his research on us like some sort of Terminator. That's very <laughs> Or it could Jesus. just so happen that I've got the internet next to me. Yes. Just, just, yeah. Yeah, I've done a Google of like top games of 2016, but no, that that's like, clearly not the case. You'll have to edit that bit out. Okay. Right, go yeah. on. <laughs> just beep it out. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Tricky one here. Dark Souls Three. Uh, yes, mm. is an RPG. I've I've not played it. So but, um, tell me what qualities makes it an RPG. <laughs> well, especially uh, when character... you haven't played it. <laughs> well, uh, interestingly, not only does your character improve. Via like actual um, items and stat increases, but you as a player actually improve as you play those games. So the overarching story. Uh, I don't know, Dick, about the story. I don't think the Dark Souls um, games really have stories. I think you just got to go in and kill. I shit. think you start off in the Neverworld, and then you basically just either make your way towards a throne and become a mm. king somewhere along the line. I think that's pretty much what happens. Could you um, argue that that's um, the very younger generations of D&D? When yeah, I was a much younger yeah. kid, my brother and I would make a dungeon that was a room connected to a room. The first room would have a dragon, the second room would like have that. a oh, thousand no, orcs. Right, sorry. And it's just, it's not, yeah, well, moving on. Um, <laughs> but with your brother? Nobody else would play with me. Um, <laughs> oh, isn't, that, no. isn't that what Dark Souls is? I've only watched playthroughs of a couple of them. Yeah, they I've don't seen seem to have a lot of lore or I, Microsoft I, plot I, or anything. I would it's personally just... call it an action game with RPG elements. Yeah. Well, they are they are t- uh, labelled as, like, action RPGs. Yeah. Um, because they're kind of, it's like Diablo, you know, it embraces all the kind of mechanics mm. and not much of the sort of story yeah. or characters so, part of it. Basically. Mm. I don't think there are dialogue yeah. trees in Dark Souls. Exactly. So for <laughs> it, I would say you have the ability to choose what kind of fighter slash character you are. You can be magey, you can be tank, you can be thief, you've got the classic classes. Um, and mm. for it, you've yeah. got the inventory system and you've got the levelling up. But against it, as you say, virtually no dialogue. And as far as I can tell, pretty much no plot. So it's it's shady. Shady. You do pretty much just appear in this world, Mm. and then you're kind of just wandering around, going from place to place, encountering... Trying not to die. Giant creatures, yeah. (laughs) yeah, And lighting bonfires. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, The thing thing is, uh, are we um, saying it's an RPG if, if it includes all of the elements, or if it includes... Some of or most uh, of. Me, what, I think that's the, the point of the this, list. What was this podcast about? <laughs> what is an RPG? <laughs> I, I think it's it's certainly making the point that nowadays it's not black and white. Mm. Sure. Yeah. And that's the. I'm keen for more of them. What more do you have, Will? Final Fantasy yeah. 15. Is a JRPG. <sighs> Definitely a JRPG. <laughs> so, tell um, me more. Who, who's played it? <laughs> I'm playing it. Okay. Struggling to. Well, let's have your um, thoughts then, big lad. I have to say, it is. Kind of, I don't know. It's on oh, rails. Good horse impression. Well, I like some, that. that was, to that was, some that extent. Was good. Oh God. Jesus, what was that? Um, <clears throat> possession. I'm not sure. <laughs> For those that clearly I, I only have an audio feed, the, uh, now 
Yeah, the I think my younger, my younger no. version of me has probably just arrived from the past to destroy me for besmirching <laughs> the name hasn't... of Final Fantasy. Um, <laughs> he hasn't really paid his power out. bill, that's what's so happening. what would you say <laughs> in Final Fantasy XV would qualify it as an RPG? There's well, a lot of Final good dialogue. Fantasy, Final Fantasy XV has loads of dialogue. Characters kind of grow through the story and through experience and through player actions and you know combat and everything else do you get much choice in how the characters them. evolve so it's not um, just that they get more can, powerful do you get to choose how they become powerful yes you can you've, you've got the option to put them on a you've got a sphere grid so you can choose abilities and how you, you want each character to play mm-hmm. um also how they interact with other characters whether they're more supportive or whether they'll just go at the other enemies as a tank or whatever um you've got that element i suppose uh you've also got You've also got your traditional sort of character garments and weapons and everything else individually. Uh, so I guess, yeah, I suppose it is still an RPG, even okay. though it's it's more act- it feels more action based. I think it might be because we've seen the genre change and the lines are blurring with some of them, which is why initially you kind of you look at it and go, "No, you're just running and hacking and slashing. It's an action game. It's not an RPG anymore." But yeah. when you look below the surface, I think it still keeps a change. lot. Yeah, the combat, it doesn't, it's not a, like D&D, you would take turns, choose your option, choose your option, choose your option, which is what the old games did, the turn-based it combat. Was a res- you, arguably, it was a res- restriction of 10. the systems available at the time yeah, um, exactly. that created the RPGs. Um, now you've got a lot more processing power, you've got the contro- controllers that, allow for a bit more on the mm. console side of things so uh, <coughs> I'll say the uh, yeah. you've also got whenever people come up with new ideas to um, perform things like when um, like Final Fantasy X borrowed heavily from another game system it was an old RPG called Grandia which had um, a time based system where characters moved along and you chose their options and sometimes they overlapped because one character's action speed was faster than another so it wasn't just down the line so that was the start of a slightly more dynamic element if you leveled up a character's speed and vitality they were quicker at enacting actions um okay. this was god was a long time ago All but right, yeah i would say 15 is i would say probably yeah i'd say right. it is a an rpg still okay how yeah. about hitman Oh, interesting i've played <laughs> through uh the first couple of um episodes of the latest hitman it's the it's the first hitman i've played in a while um it has an inventory a very limited inventory but you get to choose your loadout before you go on a mission Mm. you also get to choose how that mission unfolds uh although a lot of that is sort of trial and error and seeing uh how the world responds to certain things you do um so i uh, there's no like dialogue though to say, but you are very much playing the role of a hitman and getting to approach that uh, situation. Uh, it, it, it's kind of probably as much of an RPG as like maybe something like Thief is, where there's like certainly more complex systems. Yeah. But I'd say it's actually more of a puzzle game. Mm. Well, it certainly wasn't a, good enough to get the software house going. So uh... <laughs> well, <laughs> I, yeah. I agree with you, Robin. That it. it allows you to play the role of a hitman quite well because it gives you yeah. quite a lot of options there's no clear-cut way you can run in guns blazing if you want and there's a chance you might get the job done and get out um but or you could sneak around and no one would ever know you know take out the right like people the, yeah take out so the think- right people and um you know walk in there as a chef, walk out, stay in the kitchen whilst all of the henchmen are running around <laughs> and you're there pretending to be a chef and then just stroll out at the end of the day. Feels um, a bit like, hit, yeah. uh, like Dishonored. Hmm. Isn't that yeah. what the current usage of RPG usually actually means? You have Roll. choices as to how you complete stuff. That's yeah. frequent, like Dishonored and Hitman and uh, probably The Last Guardian to some extent. It, Tomb Raider. It hmm. wasn't really called an RPG, but there's a, there seem to be. The, it feels like there's a lot of those that have RPG as the tag. I think the ones that have where RPG it's really just on. you could do it. You could do it shooty. You could do it quiet. It doesn't really make it an RPG in a traditional sense, but no. that seems to be flagged with it. I think there's elements of that, um, but I think the must-have item on the action RPGs is the leveling up. I would say so in Dishonored, 
Um, you can yeah. pick which magic skills you take or how you buff your fighting. In Far Cry, you can pick that selection. I think so long as you can, uh, and I'm assuming in Horizon as well, um, you can decide whether she gets better with a bow or better at hacking dinosaurs and that sort of thing. Is that you get? You can buy better stuff, right? But that's, that's skill. Kind of... That isn't that skill points. It's skill trees and stuff. Oh no, you're right. There is like a whole skill tree as well where yeah. you can. Uh, I think it's always that. Choose yeah, you can power up like certain abilities. So it's it's very Far Cry yeah. like in that respect. It's the same sort of so thing. So they chuck in a skill tree, and off the back of that, I think pretty much every time they'll call it an RPG. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it it feels to me like it it sort of ticks those boxes. When I see that sort of stuff in a game, I'm like, oh yeah, that's good. That sort of you know scratches that itch. You know that I I normally feel like that kind of comfort feeling when I when I do sit down and play an RPG. It's like, oh yeah, it's got that in it, brilliant. Mm. Um, and that was kind of where the initial argument came from. Was like, isn't everything? But yeah, Hitman. Um, in terms of like progression, um, you basically because of the way they divvied that game up, um, you would basically be able to run the same mission again. Like, and and you would unlock, you would do challenges throughout each. Uh, level you could do as many as you could fit into that attempt um and and by sort of doing those challenges you would unlock new places where you could start the game from start the mission from next time um so it's kind of like it's it's really just in service of replayability really rather than actually progressing so it, it really isn't an RPG. It's a it's a it's a very nicely presented puzzle game, if you ask me. Okay. And the final one I'm going to go for, which we have already mentioned, and wasn't from 2016, uh, would be the Diablo games, Diablo three, for example. Right. Yeah, I did mention that in reference uh, when we were talking about Dark Souls. Mm. But um, yeah, again, uh, I think they've they're kind of just it's like become a subgenre like action RPG. Um, and and they are very good. Uh, also, Torchlight is is a game um, th- that had an incredible six player mode, which basically was like um, if you don't have epilepsy, then uh, you <laughs> then you will by the game end. Will... <laughs> yeah, basically, because you just can't. When you've got six players running about with all their abilities triggering yeah. off, you literally just can't see anything. It is it is particle effects bukaki is what it is. It's just <laughs> oh, never just Google horrific. That. Never Google that. It's, no, <laughs> listener, do not. I uh, was like starting to wig out. I think playing it, I'm like, yeah, it's, it's just you don't know where stuff is. It's just look at all the pretties. It was hilarious. It was hilarious. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm, it's like just because you can do a thing, maybe you don't. Maybe you shouldn't do it. Just like bukaki. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Might want to edit all of that out. Anyway, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. It's a I'll make an interesting Easter egg. Show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, salty. Yeah, no, I mean, there was a there was a game um, not related to anything you've said in the last couple of minutes, but um, <laughs> just moving there was on to another online. <laughs> Chuck it in there. <laughs> no, there's another MMORPG that I played. It was a Korean one, and it's called Ion, and it tried to yep. take off oh, yeah. and take yeah, yeah. Um, Dragon. Uh, no, I've forgotten the game I was playing for three years now. <laughs> um, Guild Wars. It tried to take Guild Wars Crown, basically, as the free-to-play massive MMORPG, where you basically played um, a character, and he I'm not sure whether you were actually a fallen angel, but you, had, you, you unlocked wings after, I think, three mm. levels, and you could fly. And you and and you joined up with loads of other people. I remember when I first took part in one of the first sort of boss battles it was a game to Skolem and I swear there were, I looked at the count of people that were on there and it was 1500 and rising 1500 mm. people rising in one battle and it was just people swarming it was like pigeons at Trafalgar Square um, in the 90s it was it was just I, I literally what, what, what just sat on this rock what was your frame rate for that? Um, non-existent I actually had to yeah. stop Land on yeah. a rock and watch this thing happen. It was like a swarm <laughs> from World War Z. It was just like it was ridiculous. And I just thought to myself, I just don't know what I'm doing with this game anymore. What is the point of all the grindy missions I've done? When all the pinnacle of that is to basically fly at a boss with anything from hundreds to thousands of people, and just yeah. it dies. It, it stood no chance. It looked cool in the trailers, but at that point, I was out. Um, because I just thought 
I just don't feel anything towards this. Um, and that brings me on to another question. What do you guys think about the whole online multiplayer thing? Um, small numbers? Yeah, big I, I numbers? To... Do you prefer what? larger numbers? Do you prefer just keeping it with your friends? Friends against the world? I um, personally I know a couple don't get of... the opportunity. Yeah. So when I do play online, I play with strangers just because I only, having two young kids, only get random snatches of time to play games. Never enough time to organise actual friends, yeah. if I had some, um, <laughs> to play with. So, yeah. I mean, my yeah. favourite game Same in the world at the days, moment, or at least maybe not favourite, but my most played game at the moment is Overwatch. Um, certainly for an online game, just because I can hop in. Um, I don't do competitive, just playing the the arcade games. And I've found a couple of people, couple of like-minded people. If they're online, I'll, I'll join them. Otherwise, just go in. I don't, I don't care. It's annoying yeah. when you're basically on a team of complete twats, or you get a couple of trolls. But I would yeah. love to play with mates on that sort of thing. But I just don't have time. Yeah. Are you a troll, Rob? And what? <laughs> I was just going to ask you what role you played in Overwatch. Tangle support. I never go for DPS. I let the um, I let the youngsters with the reflexes do those things. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll just stand there with my Fair big enough. fuck off shield and say, stand behind it and shoot. And you know what they'll do? Yeah. They'll leap through straight into the line of fire, and I'll be standing there going, well, I've got a shield. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should have oh, moved forward with me. No. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah. Actually, oh, ow, I yeah. don't know. I'd, actually, in Overwatch, I have started playing Tracer um, just because she's brilliant fun. So it's not about. Um, trying to do a teamwork thing with her. It's just going in and annoying the other team, flanking them, coming around, picking them off. The best tips I've read were basically behave like a mosquito. Annoy them with your buzzing. You're not necessarily trying to kill them. You're just trying to get some blood out of them and distract them from what's going on. And that, that to me, yeah. is a, a fun way to play. Yeah. I've played Overwatch. I was oh. tempted to give it a go. Oh, they keep doing it three weekends. It looks a lot of fun. Just, Everyone's been talking about it. Yeah. Oh, it's brilliant. Adam, pl- Adam plays it a lot. Adam, friend mm. of the show. Um it's definitely his. He's in a similar situation to you, Will, and he mm. has limited gaming time. So Overwatch lets him pop in for half an hour if he's got it free and have a great mm. time. That's it. Yeah. And Although I... I've got it on PC and on PlayStation, and you know what? On the PlayStation, I couldn't recommend it unless you're playing with friends because there's no communication. On PC, you can do some text chat and yeah. try and organise stuff, even if people aren't mic'd up. On PlayStation, the only people that are mic'd up are ten-year-old American children. And you want oh, to God. mute them yeah. instantly. Never yeah. by manage to talk tactics with a team on the PlayStation, but on the on the on the PC, people will chat. People are generally friendly, uh, and you can mute the ones that are tossers. So uh, yeah, if you've got decent, reasonably decent, because I don't think it's high power. If you've got reasonably decent rig, play it on PC. Absolutely, only play it on PlayStation. If unlike me, you have a friends and B time. <laughs> yeah. No. I... Go on. Rob, was your question specifically MMORPGs or playing with people online in a... I don't think... Oh, it's mine. But it was just in general. um, Hell, even co-op, to be honest, um, which I think is... uh, Which brings up another point that I sorely miss from games. I'm kind of steering it a little bit away from the RPG thing. We'll bring it back after. But I think that one genre that's kind of gone is the two-player local co-op. Um, a lot of games. I just, I just missed the idea of having a mate on a sofa. Borderlands is good for that. the same game. Borderlands yeah, is Borderlands. great for that. I, I really do miss that. I almost think an RPG. Yeah, yeah. We, well, we're playing through the pre-sequel at the moment, Ian and I, uh, mm. and uh, Adam, friend of the show, and Radder's friend of the show. Um, we're doing that kind of like once a week. Um, and it's pretty good. It's pretty freewheeling. I find it a, a game, especially when there's four of you, and it, I don't know if there's difficulty settings in it or anything, but I find it... Fe- well, you, it, you set the difficulty by the difficulty of the quest, I think, don't you? So, yeah. Um, yeah, I find it fairly frictionless, uh, although it's... Oh, I don't know. Sometimes there, there have been moments where I felt like we've all been locked in, it's wicked, but it's quite often, you know, someone's trailing behind a little and someone's running ahead and it can be a little difficult sometimes <clears> to get that proper synergy going and i think that's mostly because of the stakes the stakes I, aren't high <clears> enough no but. i i absolutely agree with you um and but i think because it uh, the, one of my problems with rpgs a lot of the time if you play them as they are meant to be played is you kind of lose the wonder of the world because you go somewhere and there's somebody with a question mark over their head, you go up to them and they tell you to go here. 
Mm. And, if, and mm. a lot of people will just go from question mark to 20 flibbles they have to kill back to guy with exclamation mark. Yeah. And, and that's okay, or the other way around with the marks. And that's okay, but I prefer having to figure stuff out with other human beings. What are we going to do? How are we going to do it? So, mm. so you could argue that stuff like the rising storms or killing floor two, where there's some kind of how are we going to get through this thing together? What are we going to do? And that requires communication. That, and left for dead. Yeah, absolutely left for dead. Oh, left for dead was brilliant. They yeah. have a great sense of uh, camaraderie. I think. And just, I think. Yeah. Sorry. Go on. Uh, I think the. I played WoW with you, Bobby, and others when it was released, and I subsequently went on to play with a number of guilds in WoW. I was never an endgame person, but I liked hooking up with other guildmates and going and doing a dungeon, or if they were a mm. younger level, going and helping them out with stuff. And that, especially with the dungeons, we would slot into roles and discuss the roles that we were going to be, and that felt like a good defining roles and what was going to do stuff thing can i ask did you were you forced to have those conversations and to define those roles because otherwise you wouldn't be able to complete it was it just challenging enough that if if you all just went tank or all just went heal or all just went dps you wouldn't be able to do it did you actually would you I, fail I think, it, I think it was back in the good old days of trial and error mm. you would go to the dead mines the first time and you'd go all oh, right well, let's go over here and see what's over here and you'd all get wiped and then you'd have to go back, and you could go and do the same stuff again, yeah. but it wasn't Einstein, somebody else, same thing, yeah. insanity. You'd have a bit of a chat about, right, okay, how are we going to do that? And you'd go forward and try the, the new tactic, and if that worked, great. You waltz into the next room using the same tactic, get wiped, <laughs> and have to do it all again. Yeah. Games at the, A lot of games at the moment want to get you through it quickly. And that's one of my biggest mm. bugbears at the moment, is... The games are like eight and ten hours because yeah. they really help you through it. Which is, I maybe I need to play Dead Souls, which is Dark something Souls. that will Dark yeah. Souls that would certainly destroy me. The, uh, Marcus, just you mentioned about two-player co-op games, Dead Space mm. Three. Yeah, uh, really, really good. If you can find one other to play that with, it's great yeah. for co-op. Really dark. Cool. That it's, it's not the best Dead Space game, but it's it's because of that co-op mode because that's what it was. I think if you played it that way, it kind of was the best Dead Space yeah. game. I don't think it was really a Dead Space game, though. It was more like a Gears of War, yeah. I thought. Um, I've, I played all of the Gears of War... Well, not I say all. I played the first three Gears of War uh, in co-op, mm. and they were brilliant. Like, just for sheer, like, camaraderie and yeah. a few cool little... Well, that was there the were thing. a few little quirks in those games where like, there'd be like a section where like you had to stay in the light so one of you would yeah. have to be up on a thing controlling a uh, a, a spotlight, uh, letting your mate get through a, an area that was basically full of grizzlies. Me and Suze loved that like, level, yeah. We were playing that together actually. Um, yeah. I think yeah, we've kind great. of dropped off a bit but to the point where we were going to a beer festival and we were jokingly going through Admiral's Park and it was bit dark and we were like hopping from streetlight to streetlight just joking about the fact that <laughs> oh. like don't let them get you <laughs> can, can, can you I make know, another point about you... online stuff um, I, I've played Lord of the Rings online for 10 years now <laughs> I despise the movies with an absolute vengeance what a load of tedious guff not as bad Apologies as the books <laughs> yeah and that, but I understand why people like it and that's okay however the weird thing for me is as much as I despise the books, I still gave that a go, and it's I've probably got thousands of hours in that, um, and I'm still playing it at the moment. Uh, you get to top level, go back and do it all again. I'm not interested in the end game, such as it is. Uh, I'm not interested in massive group dungeons. What I like about it is the world. It feels like a proper, real world. Hmm. Yes, there are people with question marks, and yes, there are other stuff, but I think specifically because I've always played on RP role-playing servers, you get this... Even in WoW, I played on an RP server. To go into Stormwind in WoW and have people just gathering for a festival, where the festival mm. is there'll be people doing a silly dance or people having sword oh, fights or people... Yeah. And it's it's their own thing. It's not the game. Yeah. And I like that kind of dynamic... I loved that in Guild Wars. It was the same Dynamic thing. stuff that would just happen. Yeah. So... 
that's pushing it back to the RPG conversation, which is nice. Yeah, we've wandered yeah, yeah. away from and, that, but uh... <laughs> um, but but yeah. I think I think the reason that I love that is it feels it feels like a real world. It feels like proper fantasy, not the way WoW went with its spaceships and all turtles and pandas and crap. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine for that. But it it started to become disjointed um, in my mind. Lord of the Rings Online is fully fantasy. There's no weird stuff. It's just proper orcs, monsters, wizards and shit. Yeah. And with the RP stuff, it always feels like it's it's real and not just the question marks and exclamation marks. Talking of Lord of the Rings, Shadow of Mordor, RPG or not? Uh, I was I was just thinking that um, <laughs> action one surely. Yeah, it's got to be an action. Mm. Although it's got the, it's got skill trees, isn't it? It has, but I tell you what, yeah. if you play the game properly, you've filled that skill tree entirely. So it's just a matter of uh, choosing the order. <laughs> Hasn't that even got dialogue choices in it? Uh, minimal. Uh, I don't know. It's got dialogue, but not choices. Do An you inventory is non-existent. Yes, no. Yeah. I suppose the it's revenge no. system, the revenge <laughs> system in there gives it a little bit of the nemesis um, system. Yeah, that was yeah. Ne- that's, nemesis, not revenge. Yeah, it gives it a little bit of almost worldly it it, realism. It makes it because, dynamic, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. because like yeah. someone will kill you and they'll laugh at you next time they meet you. So I remember Rob was talking about it before. Or um, you that take game them out. Has got, yeah, got. that game has got the best combat ever in it. I mean, my God, I would be in situations like that where, I mean, I would be on by the skin of my teeth. I'd be in in a pitched battle with like about a hundred orcs for about like I don't know half an hour at least. Like, and it would just it, and, and 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 then they'd come like they these guys would come along and they'd they'd be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get you back for that. And it was just like, oh, that was fantastic. That was my game of the year that it came out. Yeah. So, so if that. If people are calling that an RPG, surely then the Batmans are RPGs as well, then? Arguably, yeah. absolutely, because it's the same game. It's another skin, mm. isn't it? it? That's where I was going, yeah. Except yeah, for it's... the Batmobile, which was shit. I did not like the oh, last I really, Batman I game. really like that. Oh. I thought that was great. I bet you like driving the, games. I despise them. Absolutely despise oh. them. Oh, well, that's me wrong for a change. Dis- despise it them with really, a vengeance. It didn't really <clears throat> feel like much of a driving game. It was more like you were just uh, flying a gun around. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't. I I think the problem with that is that it it, it was seemed a bit uh, of a waste of a city where um, it could have really felt like you were driving. It didn't really feel like you were driving. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. you were rushing I mean, I, from one point to another to shoot this. It was just a big bloody thing that was propelling you a bit faster. I think I, yeah. I, I certainly didn't want to do the side missions, quests, whatever they were called. But yeah. I, I, I enjoyed I, the main story. I think I finished Asylum. And I finished City, but I never finished Night. I've still got it in a drawer somewhere. I might pick it up again one day mm. when I have a dry spell, but uh, nah, probably not. T- to be honest, that was a bit of a grind to actually finish because you had to do all of the Riddler trophies to get the proper ending, and I never did that either. But I did get the, uh, I did like finish all the actual story missions. Yeah, I enjoyed that. That so, was good. Yeah, yeah. It's despite the dodgy PC port. But, uh, yeah, only for you though. Yeah. <laughs> well, just because I didn't, I, I I just had the the recommended amount. Well, I didn't have the recommended amount of RAM basically. But you know, you need so twelve gig of RAM to play games apparently. Yarp. Clearly. Crazy. Right. Is this a good yeah, point to right. wrap up? I think so. I think we've we've hit all the bases. Uh, I'm glad we got to the MMO bit because um, I know Ian's particularly fond of those. Um, Although I think, well, I certainly spent my fair share of time with Warcraft. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's cool. Um, yeah, I'm happy to leave it there. Okay. Nice. This has been the Not Playing Podcast in partnership with NotListening.co.uk, where you can also hear myself, Marcus, and Ian talk about movies and TV on the Not Watching Podcast, and Adam Ash and Will talk about all manner of funny things on the Not Listening Podcast. You can email us at NotPlayingPodcast at gmail.com. Or you can tweet at or follow us on Twitter at NotPlayingPod. You can find the show notes for this show at NotListening.co.uk. And if you're listening to us on iTunes, then please do give us a review. Anyway, that's all for now. Thanks for listening. See ya. I suck at Call of Duty. I suck at Call of Duty. I suck at Call of Duty.
you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, Recovery Centers of America can help. The holidays are over, the new year is here, and the time to act is now. Expert private care at Recovery Centers of America will get you on the road to recovery today at our award-winning and fully accredited treatment centers on the Eastern Shore and in Southern Maryland, you will be treated with compassion, dignity, and respect by our dedicated team of professionals. You will also benefit from specialized programs, 24-hour medical care, and the comfort of our outstanding facilities. Let us help you. We will answer your call 24-7 and can get you into treatment as soon as today. If outpatient care is right for you, you can receive a same-day assessment and attend therapy in person or virtually. And because we accept most private insurance plans, you get premium care without the premium price. Don't wait. Start your new year. Start your new life today. Call 1-888-RECOVERY now. That's 1-888-RECOVERY.